Hello, welcome to Hattrick. I am Jordan Dyler Coltman. I am joined by Elliot Tanti and Braden Dyler Coltman. We are back after another week off. We kind of, this is like a bi weekly show. Let's just be honest. At this point, it's like a bi weekly show. We're going to try to get back to it here. We got lots to talk about. Uh, and in fact, we've got so much to talk about that our first topic is literally just going to be jam packed with as much uh, stuff as we can fit in there. The old uh, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag topic. Um, but we also have a very special topic too today because we, as uh, the Ordinary Podcasting Network are very proud to announce that the network has a brand new show, a hockey show, an Oilers show coming tomorrow. I guess you're listening to this Tuesday. It'll be out Wednesday, October 18th, called the Mother Pucker Podcast. So topic two is going to be a little preview of that. So you have that to look forward to, and then we'll do some hats off. Uh, before we do that, really quickly, uh, my five-year-old, and he is five, because uh, again, this show is yeah. coming out here on the seventeenth. Uh, this is birthday. Happy birthday, Lowen! You do not listen to this Happy podcast, birthday, although Lowen. every once in a while, when it comes on in the car, he goes, "There's Daddy and his friends." Um, <laughs> his uh, friends. We, we could have called that the name of the show, "Daddy and His Friends." Um, yeah. <laughs> my five-year-old <laughs> says to me today, "Dad, why is fall the only season with two names?" And I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, it's called autumn and fall, but..." There's winter, spring, and summer, and they only have one name. So I asked the both of you to think about that as you move through the rest of this show and the profound nature of the fact that we are in the one season of the year with two names. All right, here it is, topic one. Sounds like Lowen needs his own podcast. Lowen ponders. All right, let's get to it. As I said, we're going to do a hat trick rapid fire uh, we're going to rip around the sports world as fast as we can, jam as much content into this little five-minute segment as we can, uh, because we have been off for a few weeks and there's lots to talk about. So here's what, here's kind of the rules, and Elliot loves when I assign rules because we never follow them very well, but I, I still think it's important to have occasionally some parameters. I'm going to ask you these questions with the expectation that you're going to give me like brief, concise, but thoughtful uh, feedback on it, but just, I haven't prepped you on this. So just, you know, the first couple thoughts on it. And some of them are like, I'm really just giving you the choice between two things. And you're just going to give me your best guess at whatever it is, but just know that whatever you answer here, you will be held accountable for down the road. Uh, so answer wisely. First off, let's go to the uh, major league baseball playoffs. So we are in the championship rounds here. We have the Texas, Rangers versus the Houston Astros. That series is two nothing for the Rangers. So it's a big battle of Texas. And then we got the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Phillies. And that series is 0-1 for the Phillies. Uh, so I'm going to ask you this, Elliot. Texas, Houston, who comes out of that series? Oh, I think the Rangers are the best team in the league right now, and they're showing it. 2-0, got to take them. Okay, Braden, Diamondbacks or Phillies? Phillies. I think Phillies are the best team in the league right now. And <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, okay. Phillies. So that... I, I would love for the Diamondbacks to be the ones, but no, it was the Phillies. Okay. So that sets up a Phillies Rangers World Series. Elliot, who's winning the World Series? No, oh, the Rangers, probably in four. Braden. Back to back. Uh, Phillies. Uh, Phillies won it last year, and I think they'll defend it again. I love that. This is going so well so far. Okay. Uh, let's jump to another sport. We're going to go to the NHL now. So Connor Bedard obviously comes in as the number one pick. He's been highly touted for his entire life. Um, highly expected, you know, was always expected to be the first draft pick in that draft was, you know, had a phenomenal junior career, but 
like the hype surrounding this kid feels different in terms of the way it's been. It's like kerosene has been poured on every part of it. And my question to you is this, do you think that the fact that he plays for a original six classic NHL organization at a time when the NHL and ESPN are working really hard to try to grow the game in the United States is the reason that this has become so ridiculously overhyped. And when you compare it to the way a guy like Connor McDavid basically got no fanfare whatsoever at, because he was in a Canadian market. My question to you is this, Elliot, if Connor Bedard had been drafted by say, I don't know, the Ottawa senators, would we have the same hype machine in effect? Or is this the Americanization of the NHL back in play? Uh, yeah, I think your your instincts on this are right. I, I think it is the Americanization of the NHL. I think it's also a massive reputational thing for Chicago. That's a team that's been in disrepair and had really significant issues for a long time. <clears throat> We've talked about it on the show. And so, yeah, anything to turn the page on uh, the reality of the situation, typical NHL. That, yeah, Connor, the only way Connor Bedard would be getting more attention if he'd been drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's be honest here. Braden, do you think that the hype is warranted or do you think that they've really overinflated this at this point? Well, I don't see why it's a bad thing, quite frankly. I think uh, maybe the pressure is a lot for a young kid who's 18, but if they want this, you know, to uh, to grow the game, there's nothing better than giving attention to to a kid who's pretty special and and he is he is pretty special. I don't I, I think it's warranted. Can you can we just note like how ridiculous this schedule is? First four games, Pitts, first games against Pittsburgh is childhood idol Sidney Crosby. Then you go to Boston, Montreal, and Toronto. A swing through the East to other original six teams, but also some of the biggest hockey markets. Like this is very intentional. Every piece of this, it's like so obvious. Totally, totally. Now tell me how intentional it is to play two back two back to back games against. The Canucks in like the course of hey, hang on, this what, is a rapid fire round. Days? You are not in the driver's seat. We will get to the <laughs> Oilers content. Just cool your jets. I Let's, just don't no, get it. We're moving on. We're moving on. The NFL We've is only up next. Played two games. The NFL is up next. Okay. I have two questions concerning the NFL. The first one is this. Elliot, are Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift actually dating? Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. Braden, do they yeah, last this, through the see- entire season? Like uh, to, uh, as a couple uh, uh, living <laughs> no, as a couple or when she has to go off back on tour because she's going to South America in like three weeks. Oh, I don't know. I, I yeah. Yes. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Good. That's great. Good answer. Next question. NFL still related. You get two choices here Two of the hottest teams, but two teams that have come from being uh, like perennial basement dwellers to all of a sudden having lightning fast success this season. Elliot, who has a better or who has the higher likelihood of being in the Super Bowl? The Miami Dolphins or the Detroit Lions? Oh, Dolphins for sure. That offense is Dolphins. That's easy. Unbelievable offense in in the Dolphins. No. Braden, you're going to go with the Dolphins too? Dolphins. No. You breaking Tyler Walls oh, actually. I don't I I I uh, sorry buddy. I, I don't, okay. I don't think he listens. Dolphins, to watch them play, man. Just watch them play. It's crazy. Tyreek okay. is unstoppable. Okay, let's move on then to the NBA. Again, I told you we're going quick here. 
We got Raptors playing some yeah. Australian rules basketball team a couple nights ago, like the Tarpins or whatever they're called. I have a question for you, not related specifically to that, but Brit, like I had to ask Brit, I'm like, who the hell are they playing? And this is apparently some exhibition thing that the NBA does to like the same way that like Notre Dame plays, you know, Western Wichita or something in the early parts of their season. Just like I think they used to call these like cupcake matchups where like the big dominant team would get to just go beat up on somebody to feel confident about themselves. So clearly the Raptors have set this up in such a way that, you know, like it's meant to be an exhibition thing, but yada, yada, yada. The question is this. Well, it's more than just the Raptors, Jordan. Like this no, no, I know. I know. They brought this team the up there just so that half the NBA could beat them up. Cleveland played their team. And then Utah they can all go back to Australia. No, different really teams. Proud of all sorts of different teams. Perfect. The point is the question. That's not the question. The question is this. Yeah, but you got to get your facts straight before you ask a question. All I know is the Raptors played a bunch of who knows whatsies from Australia. That's all that matters. That's right. They're they're, they're like, okay, cool. So here's the question. If you could set up any fantasy matchup between one of the major American sports teams and an equivalent from somewhere else in the world, what would your fantasy matchup be? And I, I say this because in the old days, like the NHL, for example, you know, like the Red Army came over and would play against the Montreal Canadiens or the Red Army would came over and played against like the NHL All-Stars, right? But if you can, if you could think of a, a scenario where you you put two teams, one that's, you know, one of the major sports in America against a amateur or a different professional league from somewhere else in the world, what would that dream scenario be? And, I, I you know, give me a reason why you think it would be a good setup. I've got one for you too on this one. Yeah. But Brian, you go first. Yeah, what for would, me, what would it be for me, it would be setting aside all geopolitical uh, views. It would be really fun, I think, to see like a Stanley Cup champion team face off against a uh, KHL champion uh, team. That's something that I don't think we've ever seen. Um, probably won't, but yeah, that's and, and and probably won't. Uh, of course, for a lot of different reasons. But I think just in terms of like the the, the yeah. top end talent, getting to see that would be really fun. Elliot? No, wait, just before I do that, actually. Braden, can you name one KHL team? Not at all. Okay, cool. The t- 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 tar- tar- no, can't even try. I won't even try. Oh, no, Locomotive. Like locomotive. Yeah, locomotive. Well, for the worst I, reasons you yeah, know. Yeah, I know the name, though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I, I won't also, tell you why I can't name The only other player. team I think I know, I think there's a Beijing, like, Red Stars or something in the KHL. Pavel Dimitri, rest in peace, was a part of that team. All right, Elliot, how about you? Do you have a dream scenario you can think of between a professional Amer- or North American team and a, and some some other team? Yeah, I mean, I think what I'd like to see is like the winning team from Japan in baseball play like the World Series yeah. champion. I think that would be yeah. cool. But you know what is actually a real thing that's gone away that I used to love and was a big hype thing was when the Oilers rookies would go play the Golden Bears. And uh, I don't I don't think they've done that for a while, at least since COVID. And that was always like a really fun event, both for the university and everyone. I'd love to see that again. So you're right. That was the first one that it made me think of, because that's a that's an iconic one. And the other one was that previous years, they've also had like rookies take on like the Canadian women's national team as, a, as an exhibition game. But you know yeah, what I would love sweet. to see? I would love to see the Super Bowl champion take on Alabama or LSU Ooh. or like oh, whoever the most was... dominant college team is though. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Or how about this? Let's change it up. The worst NFL team takes on the best NCAA team. That'd be fun. Like the Chicago bears thumped. could take on uh, Georgia. And get thumped. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. It'd be kind of cool to see like an NFL team play rugby against like, maybe not like the all blacks, but like, you know, a semi or a professional rugby team. All right. Well, we've talked about this on other on other episodes, but like the cross 
cross uh, sport from the you know normal sport that they played would be kind of interesting you know Connor mcdavid on a tennis court or like that kind of a thing would be fun yeah that's fair all right i've got two more for us really quickly here again we're trying to we're trying to move quickly here. The We're going to go to the Olympics really quickly. So the IOC uh, announced that for the LA Olympics in 2028, they're going to introduce a few new sports. Uh, five sports were added. This happens every Olympic cycle. You know, there's a couple of sports that come in, a couple of sports that go out, like softball has been in, it's come out, it's going to go back in. But the sports that are going to go in for the LA Olympics include baseball slash softball. So the men will play baseball, women will play softball, cricket. And it's a specific type of cricket with like T20 or whatever it's called. I guess it's a shorter game. Uh, flag football. Uh, lacrosse sixes, which is this new version of field lacrosse where you don't have the full thing. It's kind of like rugby sevens. Like it's meant to be a faster, a bit more aggressive, uh, but, but like tighter game, a squash is the last one that's also going in. Um, there were a couple other pitches, but those are the, 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 the five that got in. Um, first I'll ask you, Braden of the five I just named, what are you most excited to see at like the top level? A squash. Okay. Bra- uh, uh, Elliot. Yeah, I didn't absolutely. ask why, just the, just the sport. Elliot? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've just started playing squash like last week, and I'm in. Oh, really- you could make the Olympics. Get to yeah. it. All right. So squash, I'm actually really excited to see this lacrosse, only because I think lacrosse is like an underappreciated sport, just in terms of like the impact and the, and the and sort of like the number of athletes that played in North America. Like it's an incredibly important collegiate sport in the States. Um, you know, when we and, were young. Women's too. Lived, women's yeah. too. When we were young men and lived together, used to trash lacrosse non-stop. So, Elliot, I've if grown, you know anything I've grown about as Jordan, a person. He'll trash just about anything that somebody wants to debate. I've grown as a <laughs> I don't understand lacrosse, but I think it would be cool to see. I'm just well, interested in that. No, but okay, so I had one more question. I, I don't understand about. why they want to make it shorter and faster and quicker just for the sake of the Olympics. Well, it's interesting. Is it field lacrosse or box lacrosse? Because those are two very... Sixes, as I believe, is a type of field lacrosse. And they're I, introducing I baseball and softball as well? Or were they already in there? Because the idea with uh, sixes lacrosse uh, allows the like in the rules, the women play a very similar game to the men. So it's kind of like one set of rules, men and women, and then both... both uh, are competing, which I think is the important part for the Olympics. They really wanted to make sure that these were, uh, there was some gender parity in the sports that they were bringing in, uh, including flag football, which apparently will be gender neutral. They'll either do mixed teams or they'll do a female or a male uh, identifying category. Okay, really quickly here. In addition to those, give me one sport you'd like to see go into the Olympics. A, a winter or summer games, something that is not currently there, but that like is a legitimate sport. I don't want you to be like, you know, like, you know, knuckle or something what like flag football i don't get that that should be the question why the hell is that in the olympics what is that i uh, that's, that's a, a good game question that i don't know. play at their birthday parties what is that i don't know i don't know but that irregardless of that give me give me the give me okay something. then i'll say red rover great okay elliot uh of course snooker snooker hey that's good okay there you go good. uh I wanted. I want to see one of those, like, like, uh, not the marathon, like the ultra marathon, like the Ironman, like the extreme marathons, or like the ones where the guys like run for like four days straight in the woods with no actual map. They just have to figure out the way through. One of those like extreme, extreme sports. I think that'd be kind of fun. Like you started on day one of the Olympics, and two weeks later, whoever's made it out of the woods gets a medal, kind of thing. Whoever gets the furthest over the course of the Olympics. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be great. Start them in L.A. Whoever gets to New York first wins. Okay. Uh, but no, no like cars or anything. They just got to walk or run. Okay. That's awesome. Last question. F1, F1 should be in the Olympics too. 
Well, <laughs> Autosport, that's definitely a conversation. Like there has been conversations about Autosport, but it's kind of a weird one. Uh, oh, let's let's go to our so very last flag football. Hey man, I I didn't pick the rules. I didn't pick the sports. I didn't do that. Uh, and I'm sure that there's a lot of like racquetball players who are really annoyed that squash got in and they didn't. Uh, they just have a. I guess there's a bigger squash lobby. Uh, and also, I guarantee you, by the time we're all in like the 1930 or the 2030s or whatever it is for the next like round of Olympics, pickleball will be in there before we know it. All right, last question here of this rapid fire round, which is slowly becoming less and less rapid. Elliot, in 30 seconds or less, give me your best two games in Euler overreaction. Uh, Leon Dry said is not resigning here. Wow. Uh, Braden. <laughs> the sky is falling. Um, <laughs> Campbell gets traded five days from now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, okay, great. And, and uh, But then still wins the Vesna. Ah! <laughs> there you go. Okay, I have one overreaction, but I actually think that of the three of them, it might be the actual most sort of legitimate. I think that Jay Woodcroft needs to drop this zone defense plan he has implemented right now and go back to what they were doing because this zone thing that they're trying to do on the penalty kill is just an absolute non-starter. Um, all right, I will ask our guests in the next segment also for their overreaction. So this will be an overreaction-heavy show, um, but that is topic one. Hey, football fans. The Ordinary Podcasting Network is very excited to welcome back for its second season, Running Down the Clock, presented by Puya Ricey and Tyler Walzak. These two football fans will sit down with you every Thursday of the NFL schedule to talk football. You can subscribe to Running Down the Clock anywhere you get your podcast. Okay, as promised, I am here now with the two newest podcasters, on the Ordinary Podcasting Network, the hosts of the Mother Pucker Podcast. I have Riz and Reese, Alicia yeah. and Larice with me. How are you? Good. Thanks for having we, us. We are good. Yeah. Happy to so, be here. Big week. Very exciting over here for all of us at the network. We've been talking about it. We've been planning for it. And we've slowly been dropping hints. But uh, Wednesday, so by the time people listen to this, tomorrow... Uh, we are going to be launching the Mother Pucker podcast. We are so excited to have it. It's going to be a fresh, new, unique uh, hockey, let's admit it, Euler-centric uh, podcast. Uh, Alicia, maybe for you first, like just give, give, give our listeners like an idea of what they should expect uh, when they obviously subscribe and listen to the obviously. Mother Pucker podcast. <laughs> Obviously. Well, uh, I think our, our MO is that, uh, we sound female, but we still talk hockey. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So just, just two girls who are going to be, uh, maybe consuming some wine, uh, and, uh, talking about our favorite team, the Edmonton Oilers, but I should say two Edmonton girls, uh, who no longer live in Edmonton, which is kind of ironic. And, uh, we have a couple hot takes about some, some hockey centric, uh, topics that have been going around, uh, whether it be NHL based and beyond. Um, and we like to laugh and, and have some fun. Yes. And I think that, uh, I think your listeners are probably going to have a lot of fun too. Would you encourage them to be drinking wine while they're listening, Larissa, or is this a sober only show? A drink of choice, drink of ah, choice. You uh, you know, it can be a margarita. 
if you're if it's a spicy day mm-hmm. uh if if you want to pull out a nice red you know it's it's red weather here in vancouver right now it's where from so you know it, it, whatever they'd like they can join us and if there are sober gals or they're doing sober october or sober november or sober december they're more than welcome to join they can put on a face mask get out of the shower you know come and join us now um for the listeners who don't know let's just talk a little bit first about the two of you so Obviously, Hattrick listeners should be familiar with both of you because you've both been guests on Hattrick at different points. Uh, you, Larice, have definitely come in with some uh, hot takes <laughs> in the past. Uh, so I'm sure that our listeners who are familiar with that are there. But for you, why did you want to do a hockey podcast this year? I think because I'm tired of talking to you about hockey <laughs> and I wanted to talk to somebody who I enjoyed being around. And so Riz was my first choice. No, (laughs) I wanted to talk about hockey because I am really interested in um, the new female voices in sports, and especially in hockey that are like finally making their way onto Twitter, onto TikTok. You know, there's a market, there's a space where wanted voices are great. And it's just a fun way to share something that I really love. And uh, why not right now when we have two of the best players in the league on our team. Why wouldn't we want to be talking about it all the freaking time? All right. So I'll ask you the same question, Alicia. Now, again, for our listeners, they should be familiar. You were a guest on our show a couple of years back talking about your career as a, an Olympic bobsledder. Now that is, you know, just the tip of the iceberg as far as your background in sports, but for you, you know, you, we know you're an Oilers fan. Now, and as you acknowledge, both of you are living behind enemy lines. Maybe yeah. just first for the hat trick listeners. Larissa's yeah. in Vancouver, but you're like really behind enemy lines. I am. Why? I'm, would... in, I'm in an enemy house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, living with the enemy. Living with the enemy. <laughs> so why would uh would would a woman living in Calgary think it was a good idea to fire up the hot take machine and deliver an Oilers centric podcast? Well, uh, so. As mentioned uh, earlier, I am I'm married to a former hockey player uh, who happens to be a Flames fan. So there is a lot of hockey that is watched in this house because uh, conveniently the Oilers and Flames often play on separate nights. So, uh, for instance, uh, he's got the Flames game on right now downstairs and tomorrow it will be the Oilers. Uh, I tend to watch both. And so it ends up being just a lot of in general hockey talk and comparing those two teams, which also just turns into comparing other teams in in the division and beyond. So um, I, I love to hear his hot take, but oftentimes he's talking about the systems, which I don't really care about. I'd rather uh, talk about, you know, what Ken Holland's doing or all the way down to what the boys are wearing as their outfits as they're walking into the ring, the fit, fit checks. checks. So fit checks, we, right. we got, we got everything that, uh, to, to cover and maybe not necessarily always talking about what's happening in the systems. <laughs> all right, I love it really quickly here. We'll do a rapid fire thing before we send it off. I know you guys have just recorded your first episode. As I said, for all those that were looking for it, it'll be available everywhere you get your podcast starting tomorrow. That's Wednesday, October 18th. Uh, again, check it out, subscribe, tell your friends all about it. The Mother Pucker Podcast. Really quickly, give me like your number one early Oilers overreaction. The whole world, of the, the whole Oilers nation right now, the sky is falling. We all know it. it I love the, the Evander Kane quote that came out this morning or whatever. He sort of just played into the whole thing like, oh, God, we've lost two games. It's over. We're done. We're the worst team in the but league. I, but it's fun. It's just fun to play into. So give me your best overreaction right now, Alicia, just off the top of your head. Number one overreaction. 
that the Whalers have no goaltending and won't be able to win 50% of their games. <laughs> Love it. All right, Larice. That the Oilers are committing medical malpractice, putting in at home too soon. Oh, wow. Okay. Those are some spicy yeah. takes. I'm a big yeah. fan of this. And I guarantee you, uh, you will all enjoy the show. Check it out everywhere you can starting tomorrow. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you, Larice. Uh, I will get you off the hook. You've been podcasting for hours, slaving away. Slaving um, away. That's our second topic. Uh, and we'll be back after this with hats off. Hey, podcast listeners. My name is Larice Campbell, and along with my co host, former Olympic bobsledder Alicia Olson, I am so excited to introduce you to the Mother Pucker Podcast. Our brand new show launches this Wednesday, October 18th. And if you love the Oilers like we do, you are going to love our show. It's just two gals who aren't afraid to drop the gloves and throw some hot takes about the boys in blue and orange. Whether you're a massive hockey fan like us or just looking for some new voices talking about the Oilers blue line, or lack thereof, we promise the show is for you. So subscribe now and tell your friends. It's time for the Mother Pucker Podcast. Okay, um, we're going to do hats off here really quickly before we do that. Uh, I know you both just heard from Alicia and Larice, uh, scale of one to five, not 10, just five. Ellie, how, excited, <laughs> how excited are you for the Mother Pucker podcast? 11. Nice. Braden? Yeah, well, I was going to say 10, but I think Elliot's pinned it in a very good pot, spot there, uh, a scale of one to five, uh, definitely an 11. If that's going to be a lot of fun for people to listen to. Okay. We hope so. And as I just said a few seconds ago, listen to it tomorrow, anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's take our hats off here, boys. Wrap this show up. This does not have to be rapid fire. You can take your time if you would like to, but you're, you know, it's your prerogative. Uh, Elliot, would you like to go first? Yeah. I mean, I think there's been lots been made of uh, the pride tape slash NHL's inability to sort of like deal with anything controversial and therefore do stupid controversial things. Um, but I've got to take my hat off this week to Brian Burke, who is a character and very annoying a lot of the time. Um, but on this issue, he has been consistent for a very long time and with really good reason, uh, a very personal reason. Uh, and once again, showed why he's a leader in this sport that should be listened to, uh, on these types of issues and had a very, I think, tactful, but direct response to the NHL's decision. So yeah, my hat this week goes off to Brian Burke. That's a great one. Uh, I agree with that one a lot. And I would also just tag on, I didn't realize what his new job was. He's the head of the women's players association for this new women's league i think that's fantastic so if you want to talk about someone who's had a fascinating just career trajectory brian burke there's a there i mean there's a lot to unpack there fascinating guy well i have a lot of time for anyone who lives their values 100 percent. brayden uh i'm tipping my hat off to uh, a, a very valuable member of the calgary flames organization who unfortunately lost his battle with als uh, a few weeks back at the age of 42 that's chris snow he was their uh, assistant general manager um a really uh tragic loss for that entire organization entire community in calgary but he was a very valuable member and someone that uh that team's going to be really rallying against this this season um uh to uh to continue to remember uh chris snow lovely um, yeah, definitely a difficult one. And, but I thought the, the flames also did a beautiful job honoring him, uh, home opener. They had his family out there. Really beautiful. 
Um, sad story, but yeah, a, a great choice, Braden. I will uh, wrap us out here. We've stayed all in hockey, which is interesting, but I guess it's the beginning of the year. I will take my hat off to a, to a coach who I have long admired in terms of the way he's carried himself, but moreover, just the way he's communicated. And I think he's one of the most well-spoken uh, people in the NHL currently. Uh, he has coached for the Hartford Whalers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Winnipeg Jets, and now the Florida Panthers. And Paul Maurice moved tonight into third place on the NHL's all-time games coach list. He's coached 1,769 games and his uh, Panthers beat the New Jersey Devils to help him celebrate that milestone. So congratulations on my hat goes off to Paul Maurice, the third uh, third place on the all-time games coached list for the NHL. All right, that is our show for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. If you haven't already, please subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. If you want to learn more about this show, about uh, the Motherfucker podcast, or about any other show on the Ordinary Podcasting Network, you can do so by heading over to ordinarypodcasts.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. And as always, thank you for listening. That was Hatrick. Hatrick is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. It's produced every week by Jordan Dyler Coltman and Braden Dyler Coltman. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. If Lowen wants to know, uh, yeah. both spring and autumn used to go by different names. Uh, in the 12th and 13th century, spring was called Lent or Lenten, while fall was called Harvest. And in the 14th century, things got a little chaotic. Lenten disappeared around the beginning of the 1300s, and later Lent similarly vanished only a few decades later. The Ordinary Podcasting Network wishes to acknowledge that the lands on which our conversations take place include Treaty 6 territory, the traditional meeting ground and home for many Indigenous peoples, including the Cree, Dene, Soto, Blackfoot, Métis, and the Nakota Sioux peoples, as well as the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. We acknowledge the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit, whose footsteps have marked these lands for generations. And we extend our appreciation for the opportunity to live, create, and share stories on these territories. The Ordinary Podcasting Network intends to engage in conversations and dialogue, which acknowledge that reconciliation is not a destination, but a journey, and that we remain committed to practicing our craft in a decolonized space.